edition of the HeroCast, and also Hardly Heroes. Recording date is Sunday, October 10, the uh, late, late hours, 7 o'clock over 10, here. 10, 10, <laughs> Actually, 10. Actually, 10, 10, 21. They were here. 10, 10, 21. 11 10, years oh, ago. Mm. 10, 10, 10. They are here. And someone someone in the crowd had a sign that was like 10, like spelled out, you know, T-E-N. But the N was the Nexus N. So it's like, ooh, what if? Speaking of what if, yeah. hey, my name is Caleb Baldwin. Follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. Follow Eddie at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at E-C underscore hero. Our Instagram is E-C HeroCast. Hit up the Gmail, E-C HeroCast at gmail.com. And as always, listen to me every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex podcast network. And Eddie, how are you tonight, sir? Well, I'm great. Got uh, tomorrow off. Thank you, Christopher Columbus. Fine American. (laughs) Discovering America before anyone else, as we all know. Before anyone else, especially Leif Erikson. Never heard of him. Yep. Uh, he, I, well, um, Leif Erikson was the number one draft bust, is who you're referring to. Uh, no, but um, yeah, thank you, Christopher Columbus. And I think I mentioned this on the air before. My my middle school taught me everything Christopher Columbus did. So all these people who are like, they don't teach that in school. Maybe your school just sucks. Did you ever think about that? I knew all this about Christopher Columbus. They didn't teach it initially. Initially, it was like, hey, he was, you know, discovered America and brought Thanksgiving. Yeah, and in like fifth, sixth grade, it's like, oh, he did all this stuff, too. Okay, Hmm. but here's here's what he actually did. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) hey, I mean... I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to say. Like I said, maybe your maybe your school's just inferior to mine, which is possible. Yeah, could be. Could be. Could be. Did you Sir, learn, did you learn about the true Columbus? Did did honestly, Mother, I did. Mother Baldwin teach you the truth? Well, bro, like I can barely remember what I had for lunch today, let alone like. Was I taught about the horrors of, of the Columbus, quote-unquote, discovering America? Well, it was I, the Bahamas, too, but, you know. Which, to be fair, is a nice place, so I've heard. Fair. So, I yeah. mean, I'm glad it was discovered. Otherwise, it still might be, uh, you know, in, uninhabited. All right, enough about him. <sighs> Let's talk about what if. Season finale. Yeah. Oh, real quick. Uh, yeah. No Time to Die. Great movie. Highly recommend. Speaking of No Time to Die, someone who apparently died three years ago, the real Zodiac Killer, Gary. Yeah, old Gary Post. Uh, yeah. Posty. Yeah. I look. I. I believe that this is who it is. Even though the FBI is like, we're not deciding yet. Look, FBI's had a bad month. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, you know, they're more concerned with PTA meetings than, you know, things like murderers and rapists, but that's fine. Uh, but the real heroes, the internet detectives, who, <laughs> after these group of 
crime fighters got together and deciphered this code that we've all seen that looks just like gibberish. Uh, they deciphered it, and it's like, yes, it is Gary Post. And then the internet detectives were like, let's verify. And they're like, they found all these old posts where he's like, the best is where he's reviewing the Ted Bundy movie, and he's just like, Ted Bundy was overrated. BTW, this is the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> And it's like, you just told everyone, and, you know, he was... I, I really hate to burst your bubble. That no. that was fake. No. He really that reviewed was... a movie. He did review a movie, but he did not say, by the way, I'm the Zodiac Killer. Well, he should have. The real he... quote is out there, but it's still worth a laugh either way. Well, his partner, which we discussed earlier, we're not sure what that means. Business partner? Yeah. Love interest? Or is he gay? Yeah. Yeah. Not that there's any. I mean, look, Zodiac, the serial killers need love too. Look, but yeah, look, not that there's any with that. I mean, you know, yeah. freaking, not Ted Bundy. Who is the, who is the gay one who would pick up the boys and stuff? Uh, is that the? Um, I can't remember was, his name. There was the, um, the one in L.A. The Night Stalker. Not Richard Ramirez. No. I thought he was. No. Anyway, we won't judge you on that. We'll judge you on murdering people. Yes. But, but not on... Uh... Oh, my goodness. Dog is frantically trying to get in. Please get keep the people on. occupied with uh, some stories of your weekend or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this gay serial killer I was thinking of, Milwaukee, Jeffrey Dahmer. He needed one more reason to root for the Braves in this NLDS series. It's the, it's the fact... Jeffrey Dahmer did not live in Atlanta. He lived in Milwaukee. The Milwaukee cannibal, the Milwaukee monster. I mean, like, yeah, Atlanta had Wayne Williams and everything, but, like, he maybe killed three of those boys. Like, that's what they confirmed. And then everything else, they kind of pinned on him. So those 27 other, you know, dead kids, we don't exactly know who is actually responsible for them. We know who the FBI says is responsible I have returned. I was talking about uh, how Jeffrey Dahmer, he, by the way, Jeffrey Dahmer's the gay serial killer yeah. I was thinking of uh, from Milwaukee. And then I went off on a tangent about how, you know, Atlanta didn't really have a Jeffrey Dahmer. But then I remembered Wayne Williams. But well, at least it's not Seattle. Really, That's where all the killers are from. The, really? Uh, well, I think it, well, who was it? It was, um. Well, the the DC sniper was Seattle. Well, initially Jamaica, but then yeah. Seattle. Or his. Well, you know what else Seattle Seattle is responsible Nirvana. for? Uh, killing Rock for like five years. Oh man. Oh, let's listen to some Pearl Jam or Candlebox. Well, I don't mind Pearl Jam. Candlebox didn't really take off. Pearl... Candlebox was doggy doo doo, but um. Pearl Jam's fine. Temple of the Dog was pretty good. Super group, man, if you think about it, because you had Cornell and uh, Eddie Vedder in that group. About the Seattle Kraken, they're they're new. They are new, yes. Um, are they gonna Are they gonna go to the Cup just like the Vegas Knights did? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think just because um, when Vegas had their draft, it was. Uh, 
regarded as very good, and this draft was not regarded as very good. But maybe they know something we don't. Who mm-hmm. knows? Did Rose Arena get tagged out? No, he didn't. Boston wow. screwed that one up. <laughs> Guys, I'm just going to be you know, completely honest with you. We are also watching on mute. In the background, we are watching the Red Sox and the Rays game. Yeah, look, I told you. He's he's hard man to get out. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, Zodiac Killer Cot and uh I wanted wow. to review the Zodiac <laughs> movie this week, but uh yeah, you you gave me like 3 days notice after I'd already bought Child's Play. Well, also, we promised the fans we were picking free movies for the bonus and they took it off Pluto. We didn't know that until yeah, they um, Afterward, unfortunately. Pluto uh, just drops but things I, at a moment's notice. I felt the compulsion to buy... Yeah, those free apps, they're real bad about that. But I felt the compulsion to buy Child's Play anyway. So now I own it. can watch it anytime I want to. And shoot, maybe I'll watch it again tonight to go to sleep. Who knows? Okay. Either way, let's talk about for one last time, at least for another year or whatever... What if? Yeah, so these were not, or rather the whole season was not um, just individual episodes. They all were somewhat connected, as we learned in this particular mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Is that, yeah, we, are you hearing the, the dings in the background? The If you heard a ding ding, that was my no, watch. Okay, it was from my computer. I linked my phone okay. from. I did the whole link your phone to your laptop, and now my mom's texting me about her cable not working, which it does work. She just doesn't know how to use it. So, carry on. I just want to make yeah. sure that was. I just want to make sure that wasn't getting picked up. But yeah, I mean, basically, Strange Supreme and the Watcher are like, okay, Ultron kicked my ass a week ago, so let's get like all these Guardians to be. Guardians of the Multiverse, and help us defeat Ultron. Yeah, which, I mean, they did. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they did. And um, what was it? Killmonger wanted to keep the Infinity Stones, right? Yeah, he did, and then he didn't. Um, <laughs> it was, I will say, uh, back to the selection of the, the team, it was interesting that they did not choose... Um, uh, Iron Man for this. Well, I I mean I guess, but in what in what universe is this Iron Man even still alive? Well, they he he they they saw him in the um who was um when he oh god who was it um it was it was Iron Man inside the big suit and then he was right next to um. Oh, why can't I remember this? Uh, probably it was uh, Natasha, I'm guessing. But, um, yeah, he's just like, no, not you, Tony. And then he picks her. It's like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> well, when you figure it out, I guess you can let me yeah, know. Yeah, it was the, the new Avengers, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, hey, 
nice, you know, nice little tight bow to wrap up on the series that didn't end on a completely miserable note, unlike most of the episodes did this season. Yeah, I mean, you got the happy ending when they killed uh, Ultron, who uh, I was talking to my friend about this. It is funny how the Marvel shows have made Ultron more powerful than they he was in the movie, but uh, yeah, of course we had the mid credit scene in this where uh, Carter and Romanoff find the Hydra Stomper armor with they said with someone inside, like ooh, okay, who? It's Bucky. Uh, probably yeah. <laughs> so probably going to be more what if I would imagine. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, the Watcher soliloquied at the end of the episode, kind of letting on that, yeah, that there's probably going to be more. Yeah. <laughs> also, this was the uh, a sad note, the final performance of Chadwick Boseman. Oh, it was. Wasn't everything it? that he's, everything that was in the can is is out now, as far as I know. Definitely his final Black Panther appearance. Yeah, I believe you're right, sir. So, once again, RIP to Chadwick Boseman. Um, with that, let's see here. Do we have anything else to talk about before we get to the movie? Um, oh, just if uh, if you do see 007, uh, just stay after the credits. It's nothing big, but you'll want to see it. That's all I'll say. Well, for what it's worth, I have never seen a James Bond movie before in my life. I don't understand how that's possible. I just haven't. I saw the Mike Myers ones. Those were pretty good. No, that was Austin Powers. <laughs> Same Not guy. At all. Yeah. God. Either I don't way. even understand how you can do that. What? I just, like, I don't know where to start would be the first problem. Well, you could start with Dr. No, which is the first one. Yeah, and then what? Watch, like, 40 other movies? No, thank you. That's a big undertaking. Well, you could just start with the Daniel Craigs and watch uh, watch Casino Royale. Uh, maybe. I mean, each actor, each actor is basically like they reboot the series after it. So, like, when Sean Connery... You know, stop. Well, that's not quite true because they would bring in, like, Timothy Dalton for one movie instead of Sean Connery. But, like, you know, for the most part, the recent ones, um, recent as far as, like, when I've been alive, like, um, the, the, the Daniel Craig ones is pretty much all one story. It starts with him in Casino Royale and it goes all the way till No Time to Die. Same with the Pierce Brosnan ones. They don't really... In fact, the Pierce Brosnan ones, it's like it, the order doesn't even matter. It's it, They're just all individual movies. Uh, that's probably the same for Roger Moore. Um, the only ones you really have to watch in order are the Sean Connery ones with the Timothy Dalton one thrown in there. I think it was Timothy Dalton. They had two, like, Bonds that were did, like, one or two movies. But, um, but yeah, anyway, that, the... The Sean Connery one, and then the Daniel Craig ones. The only ones you really have to watch in order. The rest, you just... Doesn't matter at all. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. 
But yeah, I don't you know, know. Craig ones are good, except I mean, Quantum of Solace was so boring. I don't know how that even got made. Which one was which one was Batista in? Uh, Spectre. Okay. I know he's just an enforcer, but still. Yeah, he was an enforcer for, for uh, Christoph Waltz. Oh, okay. Interesting. Christoph Waltz, he was the bad guy from uh, Inglorious Bastards, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Well, that's a bingo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, jeez. Hey, before we start the movie, did uh, how's your fantasy team doing this week? Um, I don't No one cares, but... Not good. Uh, no, I mean, it was one of those weeks where nobody showed up. So I, it's mm. hard to really be mad when, um, let's see, because I lost to a team that's not that great, but, um, I mean, as of now, I only have 61 points, and, uh, like, let's see, Darren Waller, six points, Adam Thielen, five points, uh, Tyreek, well, Tyreek Hill's playing now, um, uh, I had a backup wide receiver, um, Christian Kirk, who only got me six points. Uh, Melvin Gordon, four points. So it's one of those weeks where nobody felt like doing anything. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, I got four points from TJ Hawkinson, three so far from Harrison Butker, and three from the Raiders' defense. Uh, But on the other end of the spectrum, Tom Brady got me 37 points. Justin Jefferson got me 19 Nick Chubb got me 24. James Conner got me 10.7. Mike Williams got me 36.5. I'm currently up by six one hundredths of a point, but I've still got Tyree Kill and Butker playing, so should just win out pretty handily. Just probably just need one good catch from uh, Tyreek to seal the deal because the guy I'm playing has already played everyone, but, you know, don't want to count any, don't want to take anything for granted, you know. I've watched too much Braves baseball throughout my life to take anything for granted. Yeah, I like I said, that just it's one of those weeks nothing nobody did anything, so whatever. Yeah. And I can honestly say that unless okay, um if Tyree Kill gets more than thirteen and a half points, I will have left no points on the bench this week. Which that's a great feeling to be honest with you. Win or lose, it's like if you lose, it's like, okay, I did literally everything I could. And if you win, it's like, hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. But hey, speaking of hell, I bet that's where Charles Lee Ray went. And let's let's talk about it, okay? We're reviewing Child's Play, the 1988 feature. We are going to dig up the time capsule. This was released on November 9, 1988. Eddie, you would have been about three, oh. three and a half. This movie came out I believe, from an apartment to a house in London, Ohio. So that's what I was doing, just uh, getting ready for kindergarten uh, the following year, uh, or about a year, about a little less huh. than a year from now. And uh, I, I might have went to preschool. Yeah, I, I, def- I did. I did go to preschool. I remember that. But yes, I. Um, just moved to, to a new house, which um, 
was actually looking at it on the auditor's site, and the one thing I, I, I liked that house a lot. It's actually my favorite house between all the houses I've lived in. The one problem that I really hated about it is it had one bathroom. Um, but everything else was a really nice layout. Like I, I, everything else was great. But now looking at the auditor's site, someone added a bathroom. So thank you. Now it would definitely be my favorite house. But yeah, one bathroom. That sucks. That's what I was up to. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, my parents were six years married by then, and uh, my eldest brother would have been two and a half yeah. at the time with with my second oldest brother being still in my mom's womb at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's what was going on for my family in 1988, November Nine, your champions in wrestling. So, Eddie, the WWF champion, Columbus, Ohio's own Randy Savage. Uh-huh. Yes, it is the Macho Man. It's the WWF champion. But Hulk Hogan, I see the way you look at Liz with lust in your eyes. Well, we're just going to have to figure something out at WrestleMania Five when the Mega Powers explode. At Trump Plaza. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're NWA World Heavyweight Champion. That that, I was impressed. That was that was the not trick bad. is you a little spotty in parts, but it was the not trick bad. is to not open your mouth. You just keep your teeth together. Mm, interesting. <laughs> in, interesting. You're like I said, you're NWA World Heavyweight Champion. At the time, surprise, surprise, Ric Flair. Mm, my WrestleMania 8 opponent. Get this, <laughs> get this the uh, the AWA World Champion. This was like this was, had to be when the AWA was in the doldrums because they were like, okay, we got to throw hail mary here. Jerry Lawler. Oh yeah. Do you know it's funny? Jerry Lawler has way more world titles than Ric Flair, but it's. Really unfair because he booked himself to win the title in Memphis all the time. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah, he has a bunch of Memphis titles because he booked himself. Yeah, he would he would uh, lose the title to some random monster and then book himself to mm-hmm. be the conquering hero of that monster and then repeat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kane was one of those monsters. <laughs> that surely that can't be. I true. mean not. I mean, it was Kane, but he was using that uh, Road Warrior, uh, whatever it was, um, Mad Max gimmick. Um, I can't remember what he called it. It was oh Lord Humongous or something like that. Or maybe that was Sid, huh. or he probably did both of them. But yeah, or the Christmas creature, maybe. Pretty sure Lawler fought him. Well, fair enough. I, here's the thing. Yeah, I believe they did, but I don't think the Christmas creature ever won a world no, title. No, 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 no. Come on, give Jerry some credit. Yeah. He wouldn't book that. Yeah, come on now. Uh, you're, okay, your number one song in the United States on November 9, 1988, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Mm. That's a bop, dude. Like, for real. Yeah, it's a good song. 
Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you, Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. It's a bop, dude. Yeah. They, look, if you were in the 90s, they were at every state fair. Really? Oh, yeah, they were a big state fair, you know, state fair band. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, let's see here, here. Facts and figures. I've got the budget in the box office pulled up. The budget was $9 million and the I box office was 13 million. Play was 40. Oh, yeah, 13 Oh, yeah. Where? I got it on Wikipedia. I mean, it said both, but the source for 13 looked more reliable. Plus, I tend to go with the higher one because it usually is the higher one. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, in that case, 13 to 44.2, that makes a profit. 31.2 million. Mm-hmm. And it, That's pretty good for a horror yeah, movie. 72.1 million in 2021. Look at all that money decrease. <laughs> <laughs> oh Thanks, my God. Obama. That's funny. That's still a thing. People still say that. Yeah. Thanks. So yeah. Uh, I mean, he's been out of office for five years now, but yeah. Thanks pretty much every president since Reagan. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks everyone. Since, uh, I don't know. Did Agnew hold office or no? Spiro Agnew. Yeah. Did he not hold office when, uh, what's his name resigned? I think. I mean, look, when you when your yeah. first name is Spiro, that's that's no buys. <laughs> oh my god. Chiefs are just ugh, bruh. Booty. They're not doing so great. Yeah, they fumbled the uh, kickoff return after the Bills got the lead on them. Oh man. I'm switching back to the baseball game. <laughs> well, you will have just missed the Red Sox blowing a chance. Really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, oh, hey, what was your history with this movie, man? You, have you seen it before? I have seen it, actually. Saw it in probably 94 or so. Uh, friends turned it on, and I watched it. And um, it was probably one of the first horror movies I'd seen. And um, I don't know. I I wasn't really that scared. I guess. Um, yeah. So, by by the talks we have had over the past week or so, I get the impression that this didn't quite impress you like Nightmare on Elm Street did. Well, this is the perfect movie to have on mute on your TV if you're having a Halloween party and people can just kind of like walk by the TV and go like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. Oh, we should also mention that in two days now, Chucky is premiering on USA and Sci-Fi. So this has clearly had some staying power that, you know, you've got Don Mancini, Brad Dorff, and so many others associated with this movie that came out. What the hell is this? You're running an ad for a show on now? Are we getting paid for this? 33 years ago? Okay, this had some staying power, bro. 
And no, I'm not running an ad, okay? Or maybe I am, but it's free. It's free advertisement. That's how much I love this series, dude. What's the... Uh, oh, I have I have history with another one. It was The Bride of Chucky. Um, Oof. Well, first off, I mean, my God, how can we not, being wrestling fans, talk about Rick Steiner? I actually rewatched. <laughs> See, I was. I had to. I had to rewatch that segment because I was like, in my mind, I keep seeing it's Rick Steiner got beat up by Chucky. No, that didn't happen. I don't know where everybody got oh, that from. That's. That would have been so, amazing. So no. I rewatched it, and I mean, look, Rick Steiner. He he has some real bad one-liners. Chucky actually cuts a pretty good promo on Rick. And, uh, like, the fans were kind of sort of into it. I mean, the fact that Chucky, or the fact that Rick Steiner Mean Gene had to sell it like it was real was a little bizarre. But, um, yeah. but yeah, Chucky actually cut a pretty decent promo on him. And and then <laughs> the fan, like, some of the lines he would drop, fans would be, like, ooing and aahing at him. And then... He says something like, tell you what, if you want to see how I really do work, come see Bride of Chucky. Fans immediately just start booing once they realize this is blatant product placement, which I don't know what they expected, <laughs> but like they were into the promo, and then he just goes into product placement, and they immediately turned on this segment. They're like, boo, no, stop this. This sucks now. And he's like, watch me get to make out with Jennifer Tilly. And I don't know. It's just... But I have seen it, uh, or at least a large chunk of it. It was we went, uh, friends and I went to a bar before a wrestling show in Dayton, Ohio, the Oregon District, which is actually really awesome. And it was on TV, and we were like the only ones in the bar with the bartender, and we were just laughing at it because it looked really bad. And bartender was super cool about it, and she was laughing with it, and we were just kind of like making fun of it. But I assume. As a Chucky fan, even that movie, you're just like, this, this isn't my Chucky. <laughs> okay, um, I don't marathon the child's play or the Chucky movies like uh, like I do Elm Street, but I will begrudgingly watch. I will begrudgingly watch Bride. I outright skip Seed every time it comes up. It, it's awful. <laughs> I was going to ask which is worse. You had yeah. 2013, you had Curse, which was like a more of a return to form. And then 2017, you had Cult, which was the uh, predecessor to this TV series we're going to get. But, yeah, they uh, they got better after the after Seed. But that's a low bar, man. And they haven't really... They never really captured the magic of this first one again. Hmm. Whereas, like, with the Elm Street series, I can honestly say there are days where I will flip-flop between which I like better between the first and the third. Um, well, I was reading a description, like a plot point of the second one. And, yeah. um, gotta say, the kid being in foster care was a bit of a curveball. I didn't see that one coming. Well... I mean, what do you think's going to happen to a mom who's like, a killer doll tried to kill my son? Well, we'll get to it at the end, but uh, who was uh, yeah. the cop's partner? What was his name? Uh, yeah. Santos. Santos got it right, and I'll just leave it at that until yeah, we get there. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I just said it. But yeah, he has a really good quote there at the end. Yes. But, man, did you know, have you seen One Flow Over the Cuckoo's Nest? No. Oh, you should watch it. It's really good, dude. Jack Nicholson at his best, bro. Yeah, I probably need to. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And it's got Brad Dorff in it. That's why I bring it up. Uh, let's, okay. What did the critics think of this? What does what, what Rotten Tomatoes have to say about this? Well, the critics liked it more than the fans. Critics, 71%. Fans, 63%. Okay. Interesting. Um, all right. Let's get into the cast right quick. I have four, yes, four people I want to talk about here. Um, let's start off with Alex Vincent as Andy Barclay. I'm going to start off Alex Vincent. And I'm not a big fan of child actors, but Alex Vincent was pretty freaking good. <laughs> pretty good playing a scared kid. Yeah, he was, uh, not bad. Uh, I enjoyed. Let me think. What was the scene I really liked? Um, actually, you know what one I liked was when um, his aunt was trying to put him to bed, and she was like accusing him of moving the doll or turning the TV on. And I liked yeah. that he kept the same. Um, what's the word? He kept the same. Kind of stuck to his guns, whatever word that is. Uh, convictions. He kept yeah. to his convictions as far as uh, it was the doll doing it the whole time. And he didn't really, uh, you know, he didn't waver from it at all. And the fact that he was right. And he, he I also like that he didn't really get frustrated with, with anyone because it's like he's a kid. I mean, he didn't really know any better. He probably knows dolls should come to life, but... Uh, you know, maybe he thinks this is a special doll. He was a big fan of the good guys, which is like the most generic name ever. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey, Chris Sarandon is Detective Mike Norris, who you may recognize from The Princess Bride as Prince Humperdinck. Uh, I bet my life on it. <laughs> he uh, he killed. Uh, he killed Inigo Montoya's father. Well, maybe Inigo Montoya's father did something to him. Maybe he did. But, but I mean, to be fair, like, you know, Prince Humperdinck had six fingers. How could you trust no, no, him? No, he didn't have six fingers. Actually, no, it was the other guard that killed his father, uh, the, the goatee. What? Yeah. I can't remember his name. He's like what? the head of the guards. What? Humperdinck didn't kill his father. It was it wasn't Andre. No, it wasn't Andre. Uh, no, hum, uh, Humperdinck's uh, like his top general, head of the guards or whatever. He killed his father. Okay, and he, fair enough. And he did die. Fair enough. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Mike Norris? Um, I thought he was a pretty lousy cop at first. Um, I mean. I, look, I don't know how investigating crime scenes go, but I'm pretty sure if there's a murder, even if it's in your house, the homeowner just can't shoo all the police out and just be like, like yeah. we have to get to bed. This is traumatizing to my kid. And it's like, well, there might have been a murder, so you're just going to have to wait. 
Well, you, you're not sleeping And it might have been your son. We don't know. That's our only lead at this point, because he was the only one we know was home. So, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. And, um, I mean, I, yeah, other than that, I, I guess he, he did all right. Yeah. Um, Catherine Hicks is Karen Barkley. By the way, for what it's worth. Saturn Award. Chucky the What's Pretty that now? I'm sure she got a Saturn Award. Which, uh, nice. Uh, by the way, Chucky the Killer Doll is the second biggest monster that she's uh, worked with. Oh. Who's the... Behind... The, uh, the director? Um... No, no. It's uh, behind Stephen Collins from 7th Heaven. I don't know who that is. He was the dad in Seventh Heaven. He had like a bunch of kitty porn on his computer. Oh, Steven, come on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not a not a good guy. Not a good guy. And he played a preacher on TV, so oh, that's cool. Steven, um, do better. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but enough about that, bro. I really like Karen Barkley. I mean. Yeah, she, I don't, she handled the idea of, like, a doll coming to life and, like, I don't know, trying to, you know, just going around killing people. Like, she handled that information, I guess, about as well as anyone would. Yeah, she had two scenes I really loved. Number one, ooh, oh, tell me, tell me your, uh, tell me one of them is the scene where she's messing yes. with the doll. So that's the first one, because she doesn't want to believe her son is insane. And she yeah. is like, you know, the doll does say something, but it's in his stupid, you know, ah, let's play or whatever voice. Hi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Chucky. And it's like, all right, whatever. And then she's, you know, the batteries are out. And that's when it's like, maybe my son was onto something. So I like, you know, standing by her son. And then the other scene I liked mm-hmm. was when they, uh, that her, her and Norris were, um, he, they learn, you know, who Chucky is. And she's like, well, next logical thing is to do, do this. And he's like, ah, we got to get some sleep. What are you talking about? It's like, <laughs> and she's just like, nope, we're going on to the next thing. Cause you know, she's a, you know, good mom and Norris is a lousy cop as we mentioned. She's like, hey, Norris, maybe you should be careful. I think Chucky might be after you. And he's like, well, why would that be? It's like, well, because you said Charles Lee Ray had said he was going to kill you and he was going to kill Eddie Caputo. <laughs> and he's already killed Eddie Caputo. So maybe, you know, maybe you shouldn't go, you know, riding solo anytime soon. And then and then Norris immediately rides solo. Yeah, well, like you said, crappy cop. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, yes, not a very good cop. Um, the main John, the voodoo priest. (laughs) Yes, uh, you must kill the ha. I love how he doesn't pronounce the T in heart. Uh, no, um, it's not John Bishop. It's Brad Dorff as Charles Lee Ray slash Chucky. How about those puppeteers? Mm. They did a wonderful job. How about the walkabout, Chucky, which was just a midget? Oh, did you? I, I saw you enjoyed my suggestion who should be Chucky next. Who did you say? The, uh, the Hezbollah 
kid from Russia. Oh, Hezbollah. Yeah. That, that, the eighteen-year-old that, looks yeah. like a baby. Yeah, he's for great. Sure. <laughs> Jesus, socks and rays are going to thirteen. Friday, Ugh. lucky Friday the thirteenth. Heyo, um, <laughs> dude. But yeah, there are a couple of uh, scenes where you can pause the movie and it's clear as day. Like, oh, that's a dude. Yeah, but he had puppets. He had puppeteers. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing the new Chucky's mm-hmm. a CGI. I would assume. Trash. Yeah. That's life. That's that's entertainment. That's uh, that's television. That's movies in 2021, pal. But, hey, did you... What did you think of Brad Dorf? Well, I mean, he did a real good job. Uh as far as, I mean, it was the voice, so. Yeah. Um, you just, you know, how how did you like those those one-liners that he had and his delivery of them? Delivery was good. Um, I kind of wish he took on more aspects of the doll instead of his himself, if that makes any sense. Um, okay. But uh, as far as things he would say, um, yeah. But I don't know. That's just you could have. There's a couple of quotes you could have uh, swapped out, but you know, it's whatever. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, one of his quotes to uh, Doctor Death, old John Bishop, uh, is going to be what we end on. And oh, I think as soon as I you could have sworn you were ending on the uh, uh, Andy quote, this is the end, friend. Oh, no, that would have been my pick. Nope. Uh, I have one that end. makes me. I, I didn't even write that down because I'm like, if I start to say it, he's going to yell at me. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, there's one quote in there that every time I hear it, I just can't help but cackle. Um, so, so I knew as soon as I picked that, I was like, that's what I'm ending on. But, and and when we get to the, um, our reviews, our final reviews and our grades, I'm going to tell you one improvement I would make on the movie. And I've, I've told Josh Davis this multiple times and other people just, just one scene I would take out that would just vastly improve the movie in my opinion. All right. And, uh, you will find out what that is later on after we are done going through the plot here. All right. Can't wait. So mm-hmm. we open with a cop chasing a serial killer through the streets, which the chase eventually ends in mm-hmm. a toy store, which I spotted. Yeah. And they, they were going in. Fireball Island. Did you ever play that game? I did not, it sir. Fun. It was like uh, you're the explorers. You're walking around this big board game, but... Uh, there's like a red marble that you stick in the top of this big idol head. And then if you land on the wrong square, you have to push it and the marble rolls down and knocks over your players. It's pretty cool. Huh? Uh, but yeah, fireball Island shout out. Uh, so in the toy store, the killer gets uh, shot and he, uh, casts a spell on a, uh, good guy doll, which is a, I do a dimple, Give me the power, I beg of you. I can't remember the rest That's of okay. it. Uh, 
but yes, Good Guy Doll was a stand-in for my little buddy. I had one of those, just mm-hmm. did wrestling moves to him. Uh, oh, another example <laughs> of why uh, our cop is so lousy. So he's like shouting out this spell really loud. The toy store is big, but it's not like a Toys R Us. It's, uh, you know, moderate size. No. And he's just shouting out this yeah. spell. And the cop's just wandering around like, oh, man, where is this guy? I, I can't find him. It's like, <laughs> maybe follow the shout? I don't know. I'm not a cop, but that's what yeah. I would do. Uh, anyway, the killer dies, and he transfers his spirit into the doll. Yeah. There you go. The birth yeah. of Chucky right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just going to tell you, I would get rid of this scene entirely, quite frankly. Well, that would confuse a lot of viewers. Well... I'll explain when we get to the end. All right. So we cut to a kid watching the good guys and making the worst-looking breakfast ever. Yes. Burnt toast with butter just heaped all over it. Cereal with milk spilling all over the, the platter. Just just classic, classic breakfast made by a six-year-old for a single mm-hmm. mom. And uh, he sees an ad for the good guys' toys. Which, uh, I'll be honest, out of all the things in this movie, the life-size Chucky was the scariest. That thing was an abomination. That's what, that's that's like every YouTube review of that movie I have ever seen says that. Am I wrong? It's like a, it's like a a six-foot Chucky with a giant head that looks really crappy looking. You're not wrong one bit, buddy. Okay. Anyway. It's Andy's birthday, and he's very ungrateful to receive the presents. He doesn't understand how money works. Yeah, because yeah, he got clothes and he got a a good guy tool chest tool yeah. set. But he's like, oh, I didn't get a Chucky. I wanted a good guy doll to go which, with it. Look, we learned these things run oh. about a hundred dollars, which is a lot now, much less eighty-eight. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, exactly. Fact, let me pull up the old runs. But, uh, yeah, we, um, Karen, the mom, she works at a department store with the worst boss ever. Um, yes. <laughs> do you know what would happen if it's like her? She's like, oh, I'm going to get back to my son. It's his birthday. And she's like, oh, I'll cover for it. It's like, you don't work in jewelry. You work in this department. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, it's, I'm sure Christ. you needed a, a master's degree to really, uh, you know, change uh, change departments in uh, Wegmans. Yep, yep, dude, yep. By the way, <laughs> uh, in '88, a hundred dollars oh. translate to two hundred and thirty-one dollars and thirty-five cents, twenty-five cents today. So that's yeah, I figured it'd be around there, if not yeah, more. That's like a uh, that's like half of a PlayStation Five for a doll. <laughs> like, come yeah, on. no kids exactly. worth that. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, she goes on her break down to the uh, down to the alley and buys it from a homeless guy for fifty dollars, which is still a lot, but I guess it's yeah. not as bad. But you know, how do we know it's not stolen? Steal this, he says, and he shows his well, cock. Whip it out. He um. just grabs it. Yeah, he just kind of grabs at it. And she's like, ah, steal this yourself. Yeah. It's like the group chat in a movie. Yeah. Got him there, friend, Maggie. Except 
it would it would say D's, but whatever. Mm-hmm. That was the first. Yeah. yeah. So later on, Andy's aunt is. Uh, oh yeah, she gives him the uh, the doll, and she's all happy about it. Uh, so later on, Andy's aunt watching him because you know she's got to go back to work. And we see uh, Chucky wants to watch the nine o'clock news because they're talking about him. Well, the killer him. So Andy's yeah. aunt puts him to bed. She's spooked out by something, goes wandering around the house. But see something throw this small hammer, hits her in the face. She falls out the window and dies. Yeah. So, well, to be fair, he was a real bitch that got what she deserved. Well, I guess. <laughs> Or so we're told. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so Karen comes home, and her apartment's full of cops. Do you notice the one just sitting in a chair, lounging with his feet up, reading the paper? Like, make yourself at I home, officer. What is this? <laughs> like, what the... I did oh, not... Is... Is, this a, is, this, is this a Springwood police I officer? Know. I was just like... <laughs> I had to rewind it. I'm like, I didn't just see that. And... Like, yeah. Yeah. He's just, like, lounging with his feet up on the ottoman and reading the paper. Like, what the hell is this? Like, you gonna do some detective work? He's just looking at the crossword, humming Kokomo to himself. Yeah, make yourself at home. Like, it's just, it's just bizarre. I'm like, what the, how did the hell did that get past, like, editing or anything? Or, like, or did they just... Who knows? Who knows? Cops in this city. Was it Chicago? Well, I guess. Chicago. Now we know why they have a high murder rate. They have these lazy-ass police. Yep. (laughs) So, uh, so Karen, yeah, he comes home. And the same cop who was chasing Charles Lee, Mike Norris, is there. He tells Karen what happened. She takes the news pretty well, considering her sister and slash best friend died. Was it her sister or just her friend? Well, he just he kept calling her aunt, which I guess. I assumed it was a friend thing. Could you know? have been, or if uh, Karen's husband, if let's say he died, and uh, yeah. his sister and her might have been friends. So either way, it was a friend, and she took the news Maybe. pretty well. Yeah, considering her friend died. Yeah. I'd like to think you'd cry for me and if I died. He, Maybe, and the only suspect is, you know, your son. Yeah, well, he was the only one home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the detective looks at the footprints in flour on the kitchen counter. Yep. And he's like, ah, oh, don't worry, we already checked the shoe prints of all your son's shoes and none of them match. But then it's like, they see Chucky. He looks right at the shoes. He's like, oh, look at those shoes. Yeah. You know, cowboy guns and all this on it. And it's like, do you not see the powder on the shoes there? I mean, obviously your first... Well, what are you going to do? Be like, oh, the doll. Well, I know, fish. but you would at least be what? like, what was the doll doing in the kitchen at this murder? Like, that's strange. So, you'd at least piece that together, but not Mike Norris. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is where the Karen just, like, tells her way to get out, and then they do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure that's not how that works. Hey, Tom Holland... Tom Holland directed this. I saw that. Uh, not the same one. <laughs> no, not Spider-Man. Uh, so the next morning, uh, Andy goes to school. Chucky, uh, by the way... Well, he starts 
go to school, and then, like, as soon as his mom leaves and, like, the bell rings, him and Chucky, like, just up and leave. By the way, did you notice uh, this is the first of many movies to star a boy named Andy with a talking toy? This What's that now? This is the first of many movies to star a boy named Andy who has a talking toy. Oh, yes, toy yes. Story. Yes, I have seen... I have... I have seen that meme before. Oh, really? I just thought I made it up. I'm sorry you did not, oh, sir. Damn it. it was a nice effort, okay. though. Well, anyway, uh, so yeah, Andy ditches <laughs> school, takes the train downtown, which uh, nobody on the train was like, hey, kid, shouldn't you be in school? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, whatever. So Chucky takes Andy to a... Uh, some abandoned crack house <laughs> where uh, this guy, yeah. Eddie, lives, who uh, we saw briefly uh, drive away from whatever crime that uh, was being committed at the beginning of the movie, where he drives by and he just yells, Eddie! Yeah, he left Char- uh, Charles Lee Ray there to fend for yeah. himself. Well, he shouldn't have done that, so... Yeah. Uh so uh, Chucky takes Andy to this house. He turns the gas on the oven, and he just starts spooking the guy out. And he's running around the house. And then he looks in the he looks outside, and he hears Andy calling for Chucky. He's like, "Oh, it's just a kid making all the noise." And then he goes, he hears something in the kitchen. God, I'm so I'm so over the Red Sox. Like they do this all the time to me, all the time. Did they... they haven't won, but they just got to have a two men on jam, and it's just like, huh. of course they do. Of course they do. Nothing bad ever happens <laughs> to them. And if you're a Sox fan, you're like, oh, oh, but what about? Shut up! You probably won the World Series the next year, you fat Boston pig. So I have to say about that. <laughs> oh man. Either anyway. way. So yeah, they they always do this. They always do this, and then their fans have to pretend like. Oh, I can't believe we did it. Really? I could. (laughs) So, um, anyway, uh, Eddie goes into the kitchen. He hears something. He shoots the gun at the oven like an idiot and uh, blows himself up. Yeah, Yeah, I don't... I didn't get that. (laughs) I don't know. Why would anyone ever shoot a gun toward an oven under any context whatsoever? But why... I, I guess he just busted into the room and shot the first thing he saw, but, like, why would Chucky think he would do that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That was, that was uh, yeah, that was depending on, or, that was uh, counting on um, idiocy. Yeah, I would have preferred, like, the oven be in front of a window, for instance, and Chucky be standing in the window, and Eddie's just like, oh, what the hell? And then Chucky's like, see ya, Eddie, and then drops a match into the oven and f- just tips over and falls out the window, and Eddie blows up. That's what I would have done. But Yeah. Fair enough. We don't complain without offering solutions. No, and I, I have a major solution that I will offer at the end of this movie here. Right. So, um... Cut to Karen at the police station, and they picked up Andy, who keeps telling everybody that Chucky did it, but nobody believes him, and a doctor wants to evaluate mm-hmm. him. So Karen takes home 
Chucky. He wants to believe her son that he's not crazy, and she yells at Chucky to... I wrote Chuck, that's funny, uh, to say something, and he does say something about hugs, and then she grabs the box. <laughs> he came in a giant box for how the size that he is. Yeah, a huge box for like a three-foot <laughs> like tall. A nine-foot tall box, but uh, anyway, the batteries fall out, and she picks them up, and she's like, oh man, hope these are just spare batteries, and there's batteries already in them. So she goes in, takes off the battery plate, no batteries. Then his head flips around. Head spins around. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? Yeah. And she screams and hollers. Yeah. And then... Uh, and she picks him back yeah, up. She picks him up. She's, they, she's like... Say something or I'm going to throw you in the fire. And then... Then we get to see Charles Lee Ray do some acting across Catherine Hicks. Yeah, he swears and, at her uh, and attacks her. He, he yells quite a few. And well, Nobody uh, heard you. You censored yourself. And then he runs off. Yep. Oh, I well, did? Your crappy internet censored you. Oh, well, yeah. Yes, it did. Of course it did. But, no, um... <laughs> he yells expletives... He bites her. Mm -hmm. Then he gets thrown, I believe. And then he leaves. And he takes the elevator down. And she has to take the stairs to chase him. And he's gone. Yeah. So she runs to the police. Talks to Detective Norris about the doll. Of course, he doesn't believe her. She goes to the homeless guy that she bought it from. Ooh, and he's going to rape her. Another rape. And but Detective Norris did follow her. Yep. He did one good thing, and he saves her. And the homeless guy tells him that he got the doll from a burned-out toy store. And Norris pieces it together that the toy store is where he killed Charles Lee. And Karen is convinced that Chucky is Charles. And she's like, "Oh, well, that makes sense now." And he's like, "No, no, no, that ain't it." It's like, "Well, it's probably what it is, dude. You're just late to the party." It's like the. It's like the. Uh... In the in Mystery Men, when Ben Stiller's character is like Lance Hunt is Captain Amazing, and William H Macy is like, yeah, but no, that can't be true because Lance Hunt wears glasses. Captain Amazing doesn't. <laughs> he couldn't see. Yeah, how how could he see without his glasses? That movie didn't deserve to be the last place. <laughs> the Money Losers. And we got a new. That what was, the hell was the one that beat it out? Um, oh, Zoom. It was yeah, Zoom. Well, Zoom did deserve that. Yeah. Very. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, Karen is dropped off at her house. Wants to do more kind of like research, but detective wants to go home and sleep. But Chucky was in his back seat. Tax him. Eventually, his car yeah. wrecks. Hey, hey, uh. Ups to uh, Mike Norris though for for getting the little cigarette lighter thing. Yeah, he did. Uh, Chucky was uh, real bad luck with the stabbing. He, he, I feel like he should have stabbed Mike several times in the lower back or crotch. He should have. He should have stuck with what? Because look, they they called him the Lakeshore Strangler. He should have stuck with the strangling. He was doing pretty well. Yeah, I. Uh... 
Dance with what brought you, oh, man. man. That was a... Uh, of course Boston wins. I just... Boston won. Your, your feet is ahead of me, dude. It's just... Why? I hate this team with every fiber of my being. <laughs> like, of course they won. Of course they did. What channel is the... Uh... Oh, it's on Fox Sports 1. I'm watching it on MLB Network. There we go. No, I meant for the Houston and oh. White Sox game. Of course they won. Now you're going to make me root for Houston. God. <laughs> No, I'm not rooting for either team. I'm rooting for the NL at that point. I can't root for Houston. I hate them, but for entirely different reasons. So let's say, hypothetically, the Braves make it. Are you rooting for the Braves over the Astros and the Sox? Look, I will never. Unless one of their wins directly benefits the Yankees, which it will not at this point. That's just only in the regular season. Mm -hmm. Then, yes, I would root for them. But that's the only scenario. I will never root for gotcha. Boston. I just, gotcha. But I meant, what about the Astros I'll as never well? root for them either. Okay. That's all I needed to know. I just, I hate them so much. <laughs> I am sorry, man. I'm sorry. I, just, I, I knew they'd win, too. That's the worst part. And I, I, I was so sure yeah. Tampa would do it. You bunch of losers. Yeah. Screw you and your tiny payroll yeah. and your crappy gym that you play in. I hope you move yeah, to Montreal about... and all your fans, all your 12 fans are sad, you bunch of losers. Can't even beat a yeah. team with no starting pitching. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Back to Chucky. Rather... Chucky was out there stabbing... Or... I'd rather get stabbed stabbed by Chucky than watch the Red Sox win a World Series in a rebuilding year. (laughs) Damn near. Damn near stabbed old um, Mike Norris in the uh, dick, but he missed. And then he goes back to get his knife. And then he comes back. And he's like, you can't hurt me, Mikey. And then he gets shot. Yeah, he did get shot. And... It, it's like it's like the the equivalent of like what are you gonna do stab me quote from the man who got stabbed. Well, because yeah, he didn't think he would feel pain or whatever, but yeah, he learned that that's not the case. So, um, yeah. uh, where was I in the notes? I got distracted. God, just hate him so much. I hate them. Yeah. Why me? By the way, the Astros are up five to I one. Figured. It's I figured. I told you the White Sox were frauds. Yeah. Oh well. You know, it's just Yankees try so hard, and uh, <laughs> like any Boston fan would have told you this is a rebuilding year, but of course they're like one game away from uh, the ALCS. Of course they are in a rebuilding year. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they be? And then you know, I gotta oh, say, man, we got you know who pisses better. me off the most? Your friend Floyd, because he's such a fake fan. He's not even a fan for any reason other than LeBron <laughs> bought part ownership of him. Like, and he's sitting there bragging on to, oh, we did it. Like, no, you didn't do anything. 
You are not a real fan. I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna make sure Floyd listens uh, to that's this. That's the episode. one that pisses me off the most because it's like, oh, there's a commercial for Chucky. Um, but yeah, it's like you're not a real fan. And also, LeBron was a Yankees fan. He probably wasn't even a Yankees fan. And by the way, MJ's the goat and always will be. LeBron's just some crappy movie <laughs> producer now, who's trying to buy another championship uh, with Russell Westbrook. Can't wait for that to fail. Okay. Okay, okay. Ugh. How about instead of talking about that, we talk about Chucky? I just play. said there's a Chucky commercial. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like we'd said, Mike shoots Chucky, and Chucky immediately goes to Dr. Death, and he's like, hey, um, what the hell? He wasn't supposed to hurt. I got shot, and it hurt. It even bled. Mm-hmm. Well, he has a good reason. He says the longer you spend in that body, the more human it'll become. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chucky's like, well, you know what? I got an insurance policy. If you don't want to help me out, pulls out a voodoo, uh, voodoo doll, pardon me, of John Bishop. And, and he says, uh, what will it be, Doc? A broken leg? Oof. Breaks his leg. Yeah. Stabs, stabs his voodoo doll. And, and his arm. Uh, yeah, and, uh, oh, he, you know, th- this is when we get that exposition from Dr. Death about, like, hey, you know, you can transfer your soul into the body of the first person you told about yourself being alive. Mm-hmm. Which is Andy. And happens to be yep. Andy. That, that is Andy, yes. So that's when Chucky drops this killer, hilarious quote that I will use at the end of the movie here. And he goes on. And then Ka- him in the heart. Karen... <laughs> Yep, yep, and Karen Barkley and Mike Norris go to Dr. Death just in time to see him die, and he gives a little more exposition. He says, kill the har, because he doesn't pronounce the T, because he's yeah, dying. What did, um, why did John have a voodoo doll of himself, or did Chucky make that? Yeah, I think, uh, here's the thing. Chucky said, you shouldn't show your clients where you hide That's your toys. right, so he John. made it a doll of himself, which is really stupid. Which is stupid. Absolutely. Why would you make a doll of yourself? I don't know. Nothing, like, nothing Either good that, can come from you owning that. Okay, okay. Or, or I misinterpreted that, and, you know, he's like, yeah, you should, you should, you know, not tell your clients where you hide your toys, meaning whatever necessary materials needed for the voodoo doll were laying around and Charles got them and used that material and used the proper spell to make the John voodoo doll or what, which is more likely, but yeah. Yeah. Play know. for Buffalo. Suck on that Floyd. Ooh, <laughs> Allen, guy. That's okay. Well, he'll pretty, he'll be doing that to next week to my Titans on Monday night and, and giving us a nice public embarrassment. I'm, I'm turning on the Astros and the White Sox again. Anyway, uh, I'll, I, I don't even want to see the Astros win. It'll just piss me off even more. Um, so anyway, Chucky's dead the end. Let me talk about this baseball game that pisses me off some more. No, I'm kidding. Um, so Andy's at a, uh, at a psych hospital now. And Chucky shows yep. up. Uh, Andy tries to tell the doctor that he's there. By the way, the psych hospital has him like locked up, which uh, seems a little unethical. Yeah. Like he's he's not. Yes, a I would agree. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but then Chucky, he killed the doctor with this electro uh, headband, which I'm uh, pretty sure they weren't doing in the 80s, but uh, I guess we've already established this is not an ethical hospital, so. Yeah. Uh, so then Karen figures Andy went home. But they have a nurse to work yeah. there. Uh, a headband that can yeah. also kill you if you fire it up to 100, I guess, so. Yeah, but I, again, why would you keep that kind of thing laying around? <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to have the electroshock therapy, which I, of course, don't agree with, but it's like, why would you make it so strong yep. that it could kill someone? Like, the strongest it should be exactly. is just a mild buzz. But, yeah. uh, I mean, it's like still shouldn't Samsung even do that. Found but... out that uh, when Samsung found out that, like, the Note whatever was, like, Starting fires, they're like, okay, well, we'll be able to these phones where you can't work with certain phones. Yeah, your internet's about as reliable as Tampa's bullpen. Um, yep. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Andy does go back home, and Chucky mm-hmm. heads home as well. And yes. He, uh, he knocks out Andy with the bat. And he starts the spell, just as... By the way, by the way, he, as he knocks Andy out, he says, batter up! Why do you have to remind me of baseball? <laughs> hey, I didn't use the bat, he did. Walk off home run, too. I hate yep. Boston so much. <laughs> oh, man. Either way, let's let's get through this, Ed. Let's get through it together. So, yeah, he starts the spell, but Karen and uh, Mike Norris get home. And By the way, this is one of the scenes where, like, you know, if you pause it the right way, you can tell, like, because Chucky has Andy on the bed, passed out, pause. And <laughs> if you pause it, you know, in the right way, it's like, oh, that's clearly a dude. Standing over Alex Vincent. Yeah, Chucky. He's a dude. Yeah. No, like like a like a short dude, not a doll. It's the eighties, you know, they didn't have CGI. Yeah. So yeah, he knocks out uh or they, they get home, they knock Chucky off of him to break the spell. And mm-hmm. uh so Karen traps Chucky in the fireplace, set him on he's like, Come on, Andy, we were friends till the end. We have the what should have been the end quote was, "This is the end, friend." He drops the match in there, sets him on fire, but still doesn't kill him. Comes back to life and he's all burned. He still tries to kill Andy, but Karen shoots him a few times. Think he's dead. His head's off, and Norris's partner comes yeah. in and he's like, "Don't touch the doll." Santa. Yeah, Santos is like, ooh, look at all of this. Like, screw it around. Touch the doll. <laughs> yep. And the doll yep. comes back from the dead, and his his head's mm-hmm. not his head's not attached to the body, but uh, no. So Norris then shoots him in the heart, finally killing him. And the partner, yes. this is where he actually, I guess this is what Karen should have subscribed to, but didn't, is uh. Because uh, Norris is like, you believe me now? Nor- He's like, yeah, but who's yeah. going to believe me? And they leave the room, mm-hmm. roll credits. Yeah, and like you had said, maybe Mrs. Barkley should have been like, 
Yeah, it was messed up. Uh, some dude. Wasn't my kid. Wasn't the doll either. Some dude. Well, uh, apparently she didn't, and that's what she gets. She should have known this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But hey, um, okay, so I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. I could, okay, here's the thing. I would go as high as a 9, maybe even a 10, if they made this one simple change. You get rid of that very first scene where you see Charles Lee Ray going into the toy store and doing the spell. You get rid of all that. Or or you can still do the beginning scene with Charles Lee Ray going into the toy store and saying, I'm going to get you and I'm going to get Eddie. But you cut right there. You don't actually show the spell. So you leave some ambiguity there. Uh, throughout the movie, you you know, you know change minor things here. Like <laughs> the scene where Eddie Caputo gets blown up, you have Andy say, oh, hey, I'm going to go tinkle. And if you have Andy, you know, you, you have Andy go, quote unquote, go use the bathroom. Or in this case, actually, yes, go use the bathroom. By the time he gets back, Chucky is there. So it's like, did Chucky ever leave? Was Andy lying about going to Tinkle? Who knows? You you create a mystique. So that way, when we finally get to that scene where Mrs. Barkley sees the batteries and here's the hidey ho <laughs> it gets really freaking creepy. It's like at least four times creepier than it was in, you know, in what we got. So you build it up as like, yes, you have those elements of slasher, those elements of horror, but even more so you put a mystery element in there too. It's like, is the kid lying? Is, is the kid doing all this or is he right? And is it, is the doll possessed? What's going on? I'm troubled by how many times you said tinkle. So, Sorry. Um, but yeah, seven and a half out of ten. All right. I don't. I don't. I don't hate the idea that you had. Uh, now, do you keep the uh, the voodoo guy in there so that we later know how he figured out how to do the uh, transferring? I. I mean, yes, but you have to kind of be a little bit more clever about it, I suppose. Like, because as as John Bishop was in this movie, he was literally just there for exposition. Like, that's it. Yeah, I mean. Like, he was in two scenes, and in both, he was like, hey, this plot point. True. Um, only thing I would say to that is it was important for Chucky to know what he needed to do next. Otherwise, he would have no reason to go after Andy. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, but... I don't know. At the same point, you could just say, like, bloodlust, because why did he kill Aunt Maggie, dude? Funny. Bloodlust, man. <laughs> like, for Christ's sake, when he when he was alive, this guy was called the Lakeshore Strangler. Like, this guy strangled people as a, as a hobby. Well, you know, maybe, maybe he inspired the Scranton Strangler. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Oh man! But hey, what what do you grade this movie, man? Um, hmm. So I know having it on the background at a Halloween party sounds like a uh, a diss, but 
I mean, look, it's a, uh, it's fun. It's it's a classic. Yeah. It's not scary at all. I didn't think. I mean, like, I, I didn't. I mean, the scary, the scariest scene is the one with the batteries. Yeah. Like, I mean, like the, um, like Friday the, yeah, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, scarier than this. Uh, and I, it was a bit scary. I thought, uh, Shining definitely yeah. scarier. This this was mm-hmm. not very. But uh, it was fun. Uh, it's an easy watch. The cop bugged me a little bit. But uh, let's go... Let's go six and a half. Okay. Well, that's that's respectable. That's better than bad. Um, folks, that is the bonus episode of uh, Eddie and Caleb's Cast, or Hardly Heroes, or a little bit of both. Doesn't matter. Either way, and to quote Charles Lee Ray, <laughs> well, John, it's been fun, but I got to go. I have a date with a six-year-old boy. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me When the road looks rough ahead And you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed You just remember what your old past said Boy, you got a friend in me Yeah, you've got a friend in me friend in me You got a friend in me You got trouble And I got them too There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you We stick together See it through Cause you got a friend in me You got a friend in me Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am Big and stronger too Maybe, but none of them Will ever love you the way I do It's me and you, boy And as the years go by A friendship will never die You're gonna see it's our destiny you got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. <laughs>